Welcome back to Courtside, and for today's episode, a kind of a pop-up episode to uh, go over the trade that just happened. The first trade before the trade deadline, the NBA, on February 9th. The trade was Rui Hachimura from the Washington Wizards. He's being sent right now to the Los Angeles Lakers. So we're actually going to be talking about the first trade before the trade deadline of this season, being that of the Lakers and Wizards getting involved. Funny enough, very they know each other very well. When it comes to trade, that's how Westbrook was able to be going to Los Angeles before and sending Kuzma over there. However, we'll go into that. And then Jonathan Isaac, we got to talk a little bit about Jonathan Isaac. First time on a basketball court, that was tonight. He played for the Orlando Magic going against the Boston Celtics at home where they ended up getting a good victory over the best team in the NBA, arguably. I believe they're on a nine-game winning streak, I believe. But we're going to go into all that and more here on this episode of Courtside. This episode of the Courtside Podcast is brought to you by YouTube channels How I'm Temptation and Captain Barbo, who make content on YouTube weekly. They make some recent things about video games, such as How I'm Temptation and the Sonic reviews that they do. Funny stuff. Chris and Abner, the kind of the two-headed snake of the How I'm Temptation channel, just always entertaining to watch them. And Captain Barbo, he has a recent Cuphead video, which I mentioned before in the last podcast but trust me it's better for a second rewatch so don't forget to subscribe to those channels on youtube and as well follow this podcast so as i mentioned before when i started this podcast the hotramore trade is finalized and all happened in one day which is today they're in talks from the beginning of the day from what i saw from twitter coming from shams of the athletic but the trade goes as this the Los Angeles Lakers, a team that basically got rid of a majority of their draft picks in the next five to six years, getting Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook on this roster with LeBron James. They were able to scrape at the bottom of that barrel to get something out and put in a package, which is the 2023 Chicago Bulls second round pick in the upcoming draft, their own 2029 second rounder, the Wizards Lakers less favorable second round pick in 2028, which was a part of... Um, I believe the Russell Westbrook trade that they did where it's kind of like 50-50. It could be either the Wizards, could be either the Lakers later on. Then again, I'm not too sure on the details of exactly how that will work, let alone that's going to be a second round pick in 2028. So that's looking about five years from the future from now. So they have all those draft picks and added on Kendrick Nunn, the Lakers guard Kendrick Nunn, who barely gets much playing time. And funny enough, rides on the bench right next to Austin Reeves, he will be sent out to the Wizards for Hachimura. And Hachimura, I mean, he's really been improving his game throughout this entire NBA season, and especially in his last three years of experience in the league. He gives you 13 points a game. I'm looking at it right now stat-wise. 4.3 rebounds he averages per game. And this is a guy that was a top 10 draft pick in 2019. I mean, coming out of Gonzaga, a really great program for its basketball. Really well-known recently in Final Four appearances and just going deep into March Madness. I mean, he is a guy that I think, again, the Washington Wizards, they haven't been winning a lot of games recently, especially in their franchise in the past decade or so. Maybe you get yourself to a second round you see John Wall there with Paul Pierce being shot against Atlanta. Maybe argue there. But the Washington Wizards are not really a winning franchise at the moment. The Los Angeles Lakers are a winning franchise. They won a championship in 2020. However, are on the downslopes right now because all of these trades to get this top-level names in Los Angeles have gutted out the bench. And this is Hachimura. I think this is a guy that definitely can help that out. 
Now, I don't know if he's going to be starting immediately or if he's going to ride off the bench. I don't know exactly where he's going to be in Coach Ham's roster, right, for the Lakers. But I can tell you that with Anthony Davis gone and Thomas Bryant, and Thomas Bryant actually played a phenomenal game where the Lakers are down like 20-plus against Portland in Portland against the Trailblazers. And Thomas Bryant with LeBron James was able to make that comeback to win by, I believe, nine or something like that. It was a crazy comeback. Thomas Bryant had 31 points in that one. LeBron had 38. And that was probably a one in a million. I know I said in previous podcasts that I'm not a huge Thomas Bryant believer. I'm not too positive that he's kind of the answer with Anthony Davis gone for like a majority of the season. And unfortunate as it is because Anthony Davis is probably one of the best bigs in the NBA when healthy. But with that being said... Bryant can get some help right now with Hachimura coming off the bench if you wanted to. Or better yet, replace Bryant, put him on the bench, and put Hachimura out there. So that way he develops his game more, gets more minutes. And better yet, maybe even LeBron James can do something with him. Now, I'm not too positive if exactly Hachimura's game to evolve to more of a ball handling type of forward. Again, he's 6'8", 230 pounds, so he has enough weight and size to really do damage inside. So he might not just need a shot or anything like that mid-range, but you never know. Better shooters at bigs definitely get better opportunities in the NBA. So Hachimura to the Los Angeles Lakers, and financially, if you're looking at the deal as well, Hachimura in this deal, he was worth $6.26 million, and Kendrick Nunn was worth $5.25 million. So... What does that mean for the franchises and what they get financially from both of these deals? For the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, before, for the luxury tax, they were $40.9 million. Now they're $43.8 million from the move. And the Wizards, who are below the tax, before were below by $346,000. Now it's $1.3 million. They're below the tax. So the Washington Wizards definitely take that and... Again, this is a Wizards team that's not looking to really win much. I mean, they might make the play-in tournament. I think they're like, what, 20 wins this season, 12th in the Eastern Conference. They're not going to get far besides possibly a postseason hopeful in that being the play-in tournament, where they go in the play-in tournament, lose a game as a ninth seed or 10th seed. That's where I'm really seeing this Washington Wizards team fall out at the end of this year. But Hachimura, he goes now to Los Angeles, and the Lakers trying to push for a postseason future, a playoff spot maybe, as LeBron James, who has been phenomenal the past week, has been averaging just about over 35 points a game in the past week, looks to add him on, and hopefully the Lakers can get something sorted out. If not, it's not the end of the world for Los Angeles. They can still be able to rebuild and keep going, but that time will keep on ticking for LeBron James, as time might be running out for Los Angeles to do much with them again as they did in 2020 in the bubble time for the NBA. So again, that's Hachimura, trades the Los Angeles Lakers, and the Washington Wizards get Kendrick Nunn, a 2023 Chicago Bulls second-round pick, a 2028 Washington Lakers second-round pick as well, less favorable coming from that one, and a 2029 Los Angeles second-round pick as well. Now for the Jonathan Isaac game, for those who are unfamiliar, Orlando Magic forward Jonathan Isaac, he suffered a hyperextended left knee back in like 2020, and he hasn't seen the court in like two years or so. He was there, I believe, doing like the national anthem in the bubble. I'm not too positive he did 
play in the bubble. I'm not too positive on that. I did know that he had a hyperextended left knee that sidelined him for a long time. It was indefinitely getting him out of the season in 2020. And he hasn't been able to go in 2021 season, 2022 season. A lot of people were giving an eye like, you know, is he going to come back? What's the magic future with him? But Jonathan Isaac was able to come back tonight being that of January the 23rd against the Boston Celtics, the number one team in the NBA, and he was able to produce. And funny enough, produce off the bench, scoring more points than he was actually playing in minutes. That's right. Jonathan Isaac, who played nine minutes and 36 seconds of playing time, had 10 points, three rebounds, and assist. And funny enough, because in 2020, I think he was kind of an argument of being one of the better defensive players out there. He had two steals, so he still has that defensive dog in him. So Jonathan Isaac was really impressive. And the Orlando Magic as well. The Boston Celtics, they were on a winning streak that looked like it wasn't going to stop. They came back against the Golden State Warriors you know, er a few days earlier, I believe, before this game. And that looked like probably one of the best performances from Jason Tatum. And then hell breaks loose in Toronto where they have Marcus Smart getting injured or... Robert Williams, who was out in this game against Orlando, had to get himself checked out of the game. And Jason Tatum, I don't even think Jason Tatum was even playing that game. That was all Jalen Brown in that one as the Celtics ended up winning 106-104 against the Toronto Raptors on Sunday. My apologies, Saturday, I think it was. But either way, a Celtic team goes into Orlando. No Marcus Smart in the lineup. No Robert Williams in the lineup. And of course, no... Gallinari in the lineup, who's still looking to come back later on this season after suffering some knee injury in the uh, in international play for Team Italia. The Boston Celtics, despite injury, despite basically playing as a team with one leg, they were close in this one. They were definitely, they had a lead sometimes, they scored in runs, but the Magic were able to extend themselves away. And a large part of that, again, he only played 9 minutes and 36 seconds. But it was a good 9 minutes and 36 seconds. I remember there was one instance, I believe, in the third quarter, right in the early minutes of the third quarter. The Celtics trying to get on a rise. Jonathan Isaac, with a defender in his face, was able to knock down a 3. He looked consistent. He looked sharp. And the Orlando Magic, there's a lot of games left. There's definitely a lot of games left. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games they played so far. And they're at 13th in the Eastern Conference with an 18-29 record. Funny enough, it's only four games behind the Chicago Bulls at the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference. And the Bulls themselves, I mean, they're also 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games. On a two-game winning streak, however, which is pretty big. But, I'm telling you, there's a lot of games left. The Orlando Magic now with Isaac, and probably one of the most lengthiest and sizable teams in the NBA. I think the shortest guy for them is probably like six two six one maybe but they also got guys they got two seven footers in Mo Bamba as well as Bull Bull who was seven two Isaac comes in now and he's like I think what like six ten probably with with shoes and Paulo Banchero you also got like the Wagner brothers they have size on their roster Carter Wright size in a frame that's an aggressive team and I also watch Suggs I love Suggs defensively he was a grit and grind guy tonight, and I think he's going to be that for the Orlando Magic in the future. Him, Cole Anthony might be something special, and this is a young roster. It just need more chemistry, more time to really meld itself, especially with a first-year head coach. 
But this is a great team for the Orlando Magic. And I really would be shocked to not see this Magic team in the NBA playoffs in the next three years. At least as a first-round exit, maybe. But make it to the playoffs, it's not a crazy it's not a crazy thing to say for Orlando. Because, again, the play-in tournament makes teams who are kind of down the slump, or maybe even like ending off the year on kind of a bad record, they're still able to make the postseason or some sort of postseason in that matter. So the Orlando Magic were able to get a win against the Boston Celtics with Jonathan Isaac coming back for the first time playing on an NBA court in two years. He actually played a link for Lakeland, the uh, G League affiliate for the Orlando Magic. But besides that, gone from the NBA court for two years, came back and showed out for the Atlanta Magic to get a victory over the number one team in the NBA, Boston Celtics. Thank you for tuning in once again on the Courtside Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope to do more of these episodes in the future. And of course, if you missed our last episode, find us on rss.com as well as Spotify. And our entire channel is going to be there with all the episodes. So please, Again, thank you for listening to and hope you guys subscribe and I'll see you guys on the next episode.